This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everyone, you're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing fantastic, though I can understand if people are getting a little bit stressed, um, especially if you're in school or if you're at uni at this time of year, things can get pretty tough. But this is just a little bit of a reminder that you can take a break. I know exams are just around the corner, especially for uni at the moment. We just entered exam week, so people could be having exams today or tomorrow or whenever. Uh, but don't burn yourself out studying so much constantly because you're gonna, you're gonna die at the exam, basically. The night before your exam, do not pull an all-nighters as tempting as it is because it is going to kick you in the bums and um you won't be 100% at the exam itself and you won't be performing as well as you want and you'll just be suffering and uh putting in yourself in needless pain so yes I like I won't judge you for your study habits because <laughs> we all mine is um questionable itself however like I said my only advice to you is that the di- the day before or the night before your exam just rest okay if it makes you feel better before you go to bed do read your notes and before you go to your exam obviously read your notes and stuff like that but make sure you have sufficient rest drink plenty of water and just hide like hydrate yourself eat the food you need you need the sugars and the energy in your body and no energy drinks do not count as hydration okay it's it's don't just survive on that it's not good and have more than a slice of toast this time Leah. i know i know i know i know you're not gonna listen to me but please <laughs> it will massively help if you actually have food in your stomach um anyway sorry today's episode is not about exams because i thought that's tis the season for exams so i'm going to do what every responsible adult in this age and time will do and ignore it basically <laughs> which is so ironic especially after the advice i gave you guys but it is what it is um i wanted to do an episode that i've been actually like putting off for a really long time and that is my review of the barbie movie um I am super excited to do it. I absolutely loved the movie, which is why I was putting this movie review off because I'm so, I have so many thoughts on it. I don't even know if it will be able to fit in one episode and I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of doing like more than one episode on like one topic because two weeks of a break seems like a really long time. Um... But, like, I will do it if I think I don't have time and I need to say more on it. Because there's so much to unpack with the Barbie movie. And I want to talk about 
all of it, you know? Like, obviously, there's my opinion of the movie, my experiences, and then um, other people's responses, uh, the overwhelming love and the overwhelming hate that it got uh, from other people, and then what the movie was actually talking about, the underlying messages about feminism and the patriarchy, and yeah... It's just three things, basically, three main things that I really want to go through. However, those are really huge, huge things. So, we'll we'll see how it goes. But first, yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about what I thought of the movie. Oh my goodness. I absolutely loved the movie. I fell in love. Greta Gerwig did not disappoint. And I was just, like, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss all around. It was such an emotional roller coaster and it was and I honestly didn't expect it it was so it was so good it's been a while since I've watched the Barbie movie but I've watched so many reviews I've watched so many funny scenes and replays of it that I that I like know exactly what I want to talk about plus um during opening weekend I I watched it by myself because which I know sounds pathetic but hey my sister's overseas and my friends were sick. So anyway, uh, I watched it by myself because I really, really wanted to watch it without it getting spoiled. And I did want to contribute to the opening weekend box office. Um, and I watched it and I just remember thinking, oh, wow, this is so sad because like everyone else is in, in groups and people are talking to each other and I'm just sitting here alone and it's just not great. However, in the end, I was a bit grateful that I did go alone because by the end, I was absolutely bawling my eyes out. Like I was sobbing. Like I didn't expect this funny, goofy little movie to affect me the way that it did, especially since, like I said, it is really goofy. Like it's it's like, um, it's obviously, uh, the genre is obviously really comedic and it's over the top and it's, um, a little bit childish and, you know, it's taking the metaphor or is it allegory? I'm not quite sure what it was of like dolls and putting them into life or is it personification? Damn, I, I, my school brain is already dying. Um, but yeah, and it's like, you think you think it'd just be like little silly haha jokes. Uh well it was silly haha jokes, but then it also got really serious and unexpectedly so raw and deep. And it just it sort of like ignited a part of me when I was younger and like um find like like little girl me finding out like about the patriarchy and uh f- like finding out, you know, women's place in the world and like, you know, just I don't know, the disappointing reality and stuff like that. Um, and it it just was so, it was so validating. It was so like, oh, I see you um, for who you are sort of thing. And this experience is a universal experience. And it was, it was just super, it was just super. <laughs> I have no other words for it. I managed to rally my parents into come into watching it, um, which was super cool. I, the first time I watched it, I watched it in, I watched it at uh, the regular cinema. I, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Reading Cinemas. Um, but then my brother, who he watched it with someone else, and he says it's better in Rialto because Rialto's got a bigger screen. So the second time I watched it with my mom and dad, we watched it in Rialto, and yeah, the screen was so much bigger, and it was super. It was super good. Um, but yeah, obviously, as you can expect, since this is a movie review, as per usual, uh, there will be massive spoilers, and I won't be holding 
anything back I guess um it would have been cool to have a guest for this episode but like like I said with exams going on it's just been really tough to find people not that I don't struggle with finding people on a regular good day so there's that but yes I love the characterization of Barbie especially since it's played by Margot Robbie you know like in later on when Margot Robbie oh well sorry Barbie is having her breakdown in Weird Barbie's house um she's just like oh I don't feel pretty anymore and then the voiceover was like uh note to the directors having Margot casting Margot Robbie was probably not the right move if you wanted to make this point which absolutely made me laugh so hard through my tears like it was because that was something I was just thinking as as she was saying it like I'm just like yeah but like you're saying it you're Barbie you're literally the standard you're the it girl you know um, but, like, the movie's so con- self-aware and so conscious about it, and it's just, it's, it's, it's so funny. Um, and then, uh, with, like, all the, the characterization of Ken, oh my god, I loved Ken so much. His shirt at the end when he's like, I am Kenneth, oh my god. <laughs> I absolutely love puns, by the way, my, like, it's the bane of my friends' existence. Like, I hate it and I love it at the same time, um, and I am part of the problem, <laughs> His character development was so good. Like, obviously, he, you know, he screwed up and he brought in the patriarchy and he really wanted to be acknowledged and he treated Barbie like trash, took over Barbie land and it was just bleh all around. However, by the end of it, he realizes that he's just Ken and that's enough. And I'm so tempted to burst into song, but I can't. I I gotta do it justice, but I would never be able to do it justice. But yes, that song... I'm just Ken. Okay, no, I'll stop. Uh, but yeah, no, that song was so good. Like, I have it on my playlist, unironically. Like, it was ironically at first, but then I just kept singing it and it just kept being in my head. And then I'm just like, no, I absolutely bloody love this song. And it's in my liked songs on Spotify, unironically, which is just, it's just so funny to me. It's so wild. His character development and realizing that he's just Ken and he's enough and he doesn't need no women to basically put what he is, like, put worth in who he is, you know? He doesn't need to take over Barbie land and be in power in order to be happy and find out what it is. He's just Ken, and suddenly that's okay, you know? And he can, there's so much possibility in his future. He can do things that's not expected of him because he's not he's usually always around Barbie and trying to catch her attention now he's got all this free time he can figure out who Ken is who he is and what makes him tick and it's just it's so beautiful and I absolutely love that and with Barbie as well her journey of becoming the Barbie the it girl into just being Barbara into wanting to be a regular girl in everyday society and just in the fact that she chose the real world over Barbie land the idealized version is just it's so it's so beautiful like that whole climax and consequences of things was just it was so it was so good I, I loved it I loved it so much um obviously that is not to say that this film is without like errors and um like it's not the perfect film as well and as amazing as it did if i'm not wrong i think it got like 337 million dollars on the opening weekend alone in box office i think um around around that number like if i'm 
yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure of the two exact number, but it is around that, and it, that is huge, especially since it was directed. The film was directed by a woman, and Greta Gerwig. She's like she's lived banger after banger, like Little Woman. If you guys haven't watched that, it was amazing. And if I if I ever have the brain capacity to go over that um to go over Little Woman, then I would. Uh, however, it's probably not going to be in the cards anytime soon because I'm struggling just talking about Barbie <laughs> and I've seen the movie more than once. Um, but yeah, no, maybe, maybe Little Woman, depending on how people do it, because there's a lot of, it's really good, it's really good and I would love to talk about it, but I feel like all my points and all my brain just sizzles out whenever I start hitting the record button, which sucks, but you know, it be what it be, it's fine. Uh, but I'm getting distracted again, as per usual. God, I've, I'm, I've been so scatterbrained. I just woke up because I had work this morning and um, did not. I don't have my proper eight hours amount of sleep to function. Anyway, yeah, so obviously, like, at first glance, the movie is, so like, there's like a, at first glance, the movie is, like, all about women, and it's, like, super empowering to women, like, she's, Barbie is everything, and in Barbie Land especially, there's so much Barbie, all the Barbie characters are in power, and it's so inclusive, right? Like, for example, there's President Barbie, and she's a black woman, right? And then there was uh, a Nobel Prize winning Barbie, so she's, like, super intelligent and smart, and she was also the one that was the doctor that healed Ken, um... And then, uh, like, you know, there was, there was all sorts of Barbies, right? And then there was, they, they included, like, old renditions of, um, Barbie dolls as well, like Midge, the pregnant Barbie that was discontinued, uh, Weird Barbie, which, come on, we all had a Weird Barbie, and it was, that was so, oh my god, like, that was so funny when I realized that, oh my god, we all, we all just demolished and demented that one Barbie. That's, that's funny. And have you guys been on TikTok? Like, or Instagram or any sort of social media and seeing other people's renditions of the weird Barbie. Like, that, it's actually, it's actually terrifying what we as, like, seven-year-olds or something like that did to our Barbies. Like, some of you, like, stay away <laughs> from me and my family. Like, that is so, like, I saw this one person who did, like, a bar, like, beheaded the Barbie but made it into, like, a spider thing like you know how in like in toy story um there was like that that baby doll head with spider legs it was something like that but instead of a baby doll it was barbie and i'm just like oh my god someone made like a barbie slingshot um someone tied like two hairs of a barbie together and just like i don't know like threw it around like a rope you know like those the, the like the cowboys on a rodeo yeah it's, it's been, it's wild. Like, the worst thing I've ever done was just leave them naked or, like, I've never cut their hair because I loved my Barbies too much. Uh, but I've drawn markers on them and I've, like, yeah, no. I mostly have weird baby dolls rather than weird Barbies, personally. And I've demolished my baby dolls. But what is, it is, it is what it is. Um, and it was just, it was so funny. I love the characterizations for everyone. Alan was obviously a gold star. He was so funny in his awkwardness and not being accepted. Like, it's sad, but it's funny at the same time. Like, he wasn't accepted as one of the girls, obviously, because he's not one of the girls. Um, and he wasn't accepted as one of the boys, because he's not Ken. He's just Alan. There's just one Alan, you know? Um, and... I say wasn't accepted as if it was, like, 
they, they weren't openly like, oh, you suck, Alan, get out of this place, Alan. No, it was, um, he was just ignored, and he was just there, standing a lot. And he was made, he was made to be Ken's best friend, I think, in one of the Barbie doll series. But, um, obviously, Ken's just ignore him, because he, they, you know, Ken's always just talk about being wanting to be with Barbies and get their attention. And, um, it, like, because Alan doesn't share that same interest, they just, they just don't meet eye to eye in terms of, like, there's no hostility there, though. It's just, it's just ignoring each other. But Alan does end up, like, does end up talking to the Barbies later on and, like, gets more accepted into the fold, um, even if it was for, like, for the sake of helping the Barbies and, um, the, the little Bratz doll out of the way. Oh, oh yeah, also, did you guys know that, um, the kid, oh, I forgot her name already, uh, but the kid who, um, Barbie was trying to find in order to, you know, get her back to normal, her and her group of friends are based off the Brat dolls. I, like, saw a video of, like, someone, like, analyzing their outfits and, like, you know, uh, doing, like, a side-by-side, and it's, like, that's why they were so, like, and it makes so much sense if they were, why they were so hostile to each other in the beginning, because obviously Bratz and Barbie, um, are, like, you know, each other's competitor and stuff. Obviously, Barbie is, like, a lot better, um, or, like, by a lot better, I mean, like, it's a lot more popular, um, and, yeah, no, I don't know, it was just, it was cool to have that little, little wee reference in. And another joke that I really loved in Barbie was, um, the cellulite joke, where she, or, or like, I don't know, there's just so many jokes where it's just like, oh my god, cellulite, oh my god, what? Like, that is crazy. Women has to experience this, this is, how, how could you, what? No, I don't understand. And then when, and then when Barbie's feet start going flat, and she's, like, going to weird Barbie's house, and she has to walk up the stairs, and she's, like, in pain, and she's just like, ugh, I would never wear heels if my feet were shaped like this. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on about every little bit of the movie that I love, but if I did that, then I would just basically be narrating the entire movie. Um, and we would never actually get to what other people think of it, and what the movie is actually talking about, and, yeah, vibe. Um, however, I do, like, I do have, like, a critique about the movie. Um, it's not a big one, it's just, because I mostly really love it. It's just, I sort of wish that, yes, they made a lot of, um, they made a lot of references to the type of Barbie dolls that were out there, like, um... Like, like I said, there was Midge, the pregnant Barbie, and then there was TV Barbie, and then there was, uh, there was Sugar Daddy Ken or something, I don't, Sugar, no, Daddy of Sugar or something, I don't, I don't know, but there were, like, the discontinued Barbies and Kens, right, in, in the, in Weird Barbie's house. Um, that was really cool, and it was really nice, um, but I'm, I'm a bit younger than, um, other Barbie like, so then, like, other Barbie, like, fans and stuff like that, so I never really grew up with the, those Barbie doll lines, I grew up with the movie Barbie doll lines, you know, with, like, think, um, well, I think, think, like, like, uh, you know, uh, Barbie and the Nutcracker, Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses, Barbie and a Christmas Carol, uh, Barbie in a Fashion Fairy Tale, basically, those, those types of movies, like, that era of Barbie was 
the that was so good and i will one day hopefully be dedicating a whole episode just talking about the movies themselves and stuff i've been trying i've been talking about it with a friend but um i don't know if it's gonna go ahead with her or not um with how busy our schedules are um but yeah no so except except for when like except the recent barbie ones i hate the recent barbie ones and that's that that opinion will be (laughs) will be gone into further detail in that future episode that may or may not be coming uh but yes so next up we'll be talking about how the movie was received by the public and um what the movie was actually talking about but first please listen to barbie's soul song made by Billie eilish which is if you haven't seen the movie which is put in the climax of the film um and it's uh called what was i made for uh, and I hope you guys enjoy. I used to float, now I just fall down. I used to know, but I'm not sure now what I was made for. What was I made for? Taking a drive. So alive Turns out I'm not real Just something you paid for What was I made for? Cause I I I don't Something I 
and welcome back guys oh i am absolutely in love with that song like it's it's so it's so emotional like it's so good it just it was so masterfully done um and i know greta gerwig talks about it in she's direct, the director of barbie by the way um she talked about it into in an interview where she basically sat uh billy and her brother down um and basically showed a little bit of the movie and was saying how, like, oh, can you write a song that would be described as, like, Barbie's soul song? And then she went by, I think, just over a week, less than a week, something like that. Um, and then came back with this banger. And um, Greta was like, yeah, yeah, wow, that's, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what we're looking for. Like, this is it. This, and I, oh my god, the talent she wrote this, um, her brother helped score it and everything, and it was just like, how? That, that was, this is, you, that, I'm speechless. It's so good. And the fact that, because Greta also talked about this in the same interview, was like, you know, you know that whole, like, the score of the piano, like, how it goes in the beginning, and how it trails off, like, that sort of slowly builds up throughout the movie, right? Like, throughout every part of the movie that is just sort of semi-serious, like, when, when Barbie was first trying to connect, when Barbie was first trying to connect with who she thought was her owner at the time, which was the kid, and going through the memories, and then her crying for the first time, like, the weird happy crying, and she, she goes, like, like, she goes, like, that was so, like, emotional. Like, that was so beautiful. She was telling Ken about it later. But during that moment where there was, like, the close-up of her face and, like, her tear was running down her face, she, like, the music in the background was that. And, like, you, if you watch the movie again and really pay attention to it, you will be able to notice it, it in different, like, uh, important story plot lines, like, serious moments. The thing is, though, even... Even though you don't consciously notice it the first time you watch it, it's still, you still subconsciously notice it, or is it unconsciously? I don't know which of the word is better used for this, but like, you unconsciously notice it, and that makes the build up towards this climax of when the song is actually played so much more, so much better. You know, like, it's, because it's like, you've been anticipating it, even though you didn't know you were anticipating it. It's the same thing with Christopher Nolan's, um, like, you know how his, uh, signature is the, like, the ticking clock, you know, or, like, the heartbeat? I think it's the ticking clock, usually. And, like, that one, you sort of notice it a little bit more if you're more aware of, like, film, uh, like, you know, uh, film devices and stuff like that, um, or if you're just if you just really recognize, like, Christopher Nolan's work, or, like, you watch the same vibe of movies, but if it's, it's something that you, if you don't notice it, it's fine, because you do notice it, even if you don't know you notice it, you know, so it's the same vibe here, and so when Barbie finally talked to Ruth, the creator of Barbie and everything, basically her mother, I guess, <laughs> in a way, because, um, Ruth did create her, and they're holding hands, and then the the clips of, like, the reality of people talking, of, like, the baby, and, like, oh, my God, that was just so beautiful. I cried both times watching, like, the bo both times I watched the movie, I cried at that part. It was just so, it was so emotional, because she was accepting the beauty that was reality, even though it was imperfect, it was still, so, it was still a life of normalcy, and it was something she wanted to experience, and with the song, it was just, oh, you know, it was just, 
it was a coming together of everything that she has gone through in this journey of finding out who she is as a woman in the real world, a young woman in the real world, who she is, what she, what she like, um, ex- uh, is expected of her and what she wants finally. And she just wants to be a girl. She doesn't want to be the it girl anymore. She doesn't want to be everything because that is something that she is, you know, that's her purpose her whole life was to be barbie the barbie standard barbie you know it girl pretty blonde skinny beautiful and then finally she comes to this realization that oh my god maybe she's not pretty anymore and she isn't worth anything because she's not she's not noble prize barbie she's not smart you know she's not president barbie she doesn't have any power She's just Barbie, and she doesn't know what to do with that. But then later on, through this scene with Ruth, she accepts that, yes, I want to be just Barbie. Like, I want to be human. I want to be able to experience all this, and I want to inevitably... I want to grow old, you know? Cellulite isn't that bad, you know? And it was... Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, God. I'm going over time with my opinions again. But, yeah, no, it's just... it's. Oh, so good. So, yes, favorite song of all time at the moment. Really good. Uh, so, two top two favorite songs from that movie would definitely be uh, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and I'm Just Kin, <laughs> sang by Ryan Gosling, uh, which is great. It was amazing. Um, anyway, so, obviously, as you could tell from the last 25 minutes, um, I love the movie so much it's great however not everyone does like it of course it got loads of support from a lot of people but it did get some pretty pretty bad like pretty like uh quite a bit of criticism from uh quite a bit of people um and like the most notable that i can think of at the moment is ben shapiro um and uh piers morgan those are the two uh guys i'll be referencing in the film uh in in the film what i'm not filming a movie uh in this episode and uh basically it's uh they they have a lot of opinions um and it's 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 uh it's it's interesting i'm not gonna lie um obviously there are some valid proper real criticism that i would accept from other people um but like these men are an example of not getting the movie like the message of the movie just flew overhead sort of vibe and obviously what I'm trying to say is that not all criticism is bad criticism like I'm just using Piers Morgan and Ben Shapiro as an example of you know the type of people who don't get the movie and it's not just them there is this one girl I think her name is Riley or Kelly something like that she's a relationship advisor and she also did not get the she did not get the memo of the film. And so I'll be talking about these three, but ma- mainly Ben Shapiro and Piers Morgan. Um, and they're amazing, amazing opinions. Like, you know, like, let's talk about Ben first, right? For those of you guys who don't know, Ben Shapiro is like, he is, oh, I don't even know. He's like a political figure, I guess. Um, and he, he's like, he, he goes to universities and talks a lot about things, um, and, like, goes into debates with people, um, and he talks really fast, and he's quite well articulate, actually, it's just, I don't agree with all of his views, like, there are some things, 
uh, some debates that I listen in on, and I'm just like, oh, actually, that's a pretty valid point. But in this case, with Barbie, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't take this man seriously, man. Like it's just this dude was so pressed. This dude was so pressed about a movie that was centered completely around women that he watched it, took notes of it in the theater, and made a two-hour video about it. Okay, that's a lie. That's wrong. He didn't make a two-hour video. He made two 40- or 50-minute videos, which constitutes as, like, almost two hours. And he posted it on his official channel and basically just trashed Barbie the entire time. Honestly, that is the length of the Barbie movie. Like, I I haven't watched everything. I've only seen snippets. And it was enough. <laughs> if you want to hear the madness and the amazing... Oh, it's just so... It's so good. It's peak entertainment. It's so bad, it's good, you know? Then um, watch it. Have um, a bunch of friends there. You know, get some popcorn and really sit in to watch the Ben Shapiro universe. Um, and really, like, get watch him unpack the Barbie movie and how much it hates men and how it's so bad. Like, in the video, he even, like, trash... Like, throws... Uh, he buys... <laughs> He gets Barbie and Ken dolls, throws it in the trash, and then lights them on fire to show how much he hates it. Which is hilarious. So funny. Ha ha. Hardy hardy har. But I'll just like... He, he had a lot of... He had a lot of... Um, he had a lot of things to say about the movie. But mainly the vibe was... You know, the movie was inaccurate of what the real world was like. How oh, all women is... Um, empowering, but men, the men represented it, and it's just really bad and evil, like, there's no such thing as, um, a good man in this film, as, and he, I love how he just glosses over Alan in this case, because Alan was awesome, I loved Alan, though he was a little bit of a, like, outcast, to be fair, but, like, yeah, no, he had a lot, he had a lot to say about, like, how men was evil, and, like, how it wasn't good, and it made him feel bad, and he just didn't like it, you know? <laughs> sorry, I can't, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I'll just, I'll, I'll go over a few of my favorite quotes from his thing that I just wanted to go over. Uh, so he, you know that quote in the movie where, you know, that part in the movie where Barbie is, you know, brought up to Mattel's main office at the top and he's, she's talking to Will Ferrell, uh, the president of, um, uh, Mattel, Mattel at the time. And you know that, like, the guy who brought the message in the first place, he was like, I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? Um, so Ben Shapiro quotes that quote quotes, yes, quotes that line in the movie, and then he goes, ha, 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 no, you can't parallel park, that's what makes you a woman, and I'm like, wow, that's so funny, that's so funny, hilarious, like, because he was, <laughs> at this point of the video, Ben Shapiro was trying to make a point about, like, how, you know, um, uh, men, like, not all men, basically, and how, um, women, um, are, like, always, like, victimizing themselves, are always victims all the time, and, like, how, you know, stuff like this, the experiences that Barbie experiences in the movie doesn't happen in real life, and then, and then literally just, like, five seconds later, he makes a misogynistic joke, and, like, yes, it's a joke, but, like, he's, it's, like, it's not in good taste, you know, like, especially with the point that he's making, which is so ironic, uh, but, like, whatever, not a big deal, it is what it is, 
And then he goes on to talk about how, like, about how, um, the real reason why women have power is because women lobbied men and men gave it to them. What? Oh my god. That is the actual answer as to how women achieve power in Western civilization, he says. So, what? Like, wait, what? Like, wait, what are you saying? (laughs) The only reason why we have power is because men gave it to us out of the kindness of their hearts. Because they wanted, you know, they actually care about women and stuff like that is, is basically what he's saying, right? And then he continues to say, like, that women were allowed to vote, like, that whole constitution or whatever, that was passed solely by men. And he's, like, looking at the camera as if to say, see? See? Like, not all men are bad. Like, we gave you a basic human right to vote and have autonomy over your own body. Shan't you be grateful? Oh, my God. Like, oh my god, like, is this man's for real? So we should be thanking men for our basic human right because they allowed us to vote? What? And, like, like, obviously this is, like, set in America or whatever, but I love how he just glosses over the fact that Kate Shepard was the, like, Kate Shepard, um, because New Zealand is a part of Western civilization, as, you know, um, as, uh, Ben Shepard said, you know, it was solely... Uh, women achieve power because of men in Western civilization, basically. Because women gave, like, because, you know, men gave it to them, right? But Kate Shepard is literally the, uh, like, if, if you guys know about her story, that like, she is on one of the bills in, I think it was a $20 bill? $5 bill? Oh, uh, God, I don't have cash anymore, so I have no idea. But he's on the, she's on the money bill in New Zealand. And she, obviously, we all know that New Zealand was the first country that was able to get women to vote and stuff like that. And that was because of Kate Shepard and um, her, like, gang and, like, you know, going on bicycles, getting people to sign the petition and stuff like that. Her and her friends, they had worked tirelessly. They had tried so hard and it worked, okay? They got so many women, they got so many people to sign and help out and it worked it passed and they got the right to vote we got the right to vote so what is this about like the right to vote was passed solely by men come on i don't know i don't know what it was like in america but you said western civilization so i'm counting new zealand in this too so yeah thanks shapiro that's great that's awesome i love that anyway moving on sorry (laughs) Um, there was a particular line as well that he said, uh, where he was basically, um, wait, wait, let me find it. He says, uh, we have to reject men's advances without damaging their egos. Um, and this, he's, he's, in this part, he's, like, referencing, like, that part where, uh, America Ferreira's is, like, you know, talking, doing her whole, like, feminist monologue and stuff, and you know how, like, you can be thin, but you can't want to be thin, and, like, you gotta say you gotta be healthy, and you gotta be this, but you can't be that, you know, you know, that vibe, right? And then it was also, we were, it was, like, he was talking about how, um, yeah, um, how we talk about how we reject men without damaging their egos, and he responds by saying, or you can reject men's advances and damage their egos, because why do you care? Um, sir? Uh, what? Do you not, as a political, like, do you not pay attention to the news? Do you not 
know what happens when you damage a man's ego, when you decline them. I'm not, like, again, again, and I have to say this a lot, not all men. Obviously not all men. But it's crazy. Just search up men, uh, like, women getting killed because of rejection. Like, there's so much articles that I don't even need to provide you guys with proof because if you searched it up, it would just pop up. Like, a case that happened recently that I can just think of right at the top of my head was this girl um, who, was she stabbed or shot? I can't remember. Oh, no, she was stabbed. And uh, basically, she was seen rejecting a boy's flowers. And then, and like, they're in school. Like, they're in school age, by the way, high school-ish. Um, and then he, out of his bag, brings out a bloody machete and stabs the girl and kills her. They're on their way to school. Imagine being a parent of, like, a 13 or 14-year-old or year old girl, right? And then, like, you just, you just, like, said goodbye to her, kissed her goodbye, and was, like, you know, expecting her to be at school, struggling with math or something, and then you get a call from the police or something and says that your daughter was murdered because she said no to a boy. Imagine that. That is only one of the recent examples that I can think of, but there are so many articles, there's so many news angles, um, news um outlets talking about it and it's not just like like it's not just that like you get killed but if you don't get killed you'll get assaulted and raped and whatever again not all men i know but it happens don't pretend it doesn't happen that's why you have to be so careful about saying no to the wrong person because you never know you know, like I know there was another case about this girl who was hanging out by herself with um, a bunch of her guy friends, but they were alone like, and they were her friends. Right. Um, and like she trusted them a lot. But then on this trip, they all like, you know, um, what they all like teamed up against her and did stuff. And it was really bad. And it was they were her friends, you know, she trusted them enough to be able to go on a trip with them, you know, and it was just like, you, you think, you think you're safe, but you're not, you know, you always have to be cautious in this line of work, no, I'm kidding, in this, in this life, you know, as a woman, and it's quite scary, and genuinely, even if you do know, or sort of have an idea, I still recommend you guys search it out, because the amount of, the amount of, um, papers um that you'll see covered on this specifically is actually wild like there's so much it's actually so sad so yes Shapiro that's why we have to be careful about who we reject you know advances okay from because sorry my English is trash but yeah this is why we got to be careful because you never know you got to be you got to be safe you know People always tell us that we uh, gotta keep an eye out on men because you never know, right? And we always we gotta learn soft defense moves. We gotta keep ourselves safe out there. But it's quite telling that we tell our little girls that we uh, to watch out for men, but we never tell the little boys to respect women <laughs> at a young age. I mean, you know, like um, what I find like quite interesting is how like little like in school. 
um, you know, when little boys have crushes on little girls and it's like really cute and stuff, it's like if a girl, if a guy like teases you and like, you know, he pulls your pigtails or whatever and bullies you, then it's just like, oh, he just likes you, you know, he has a crush on you. Why are we normalizing it? Like, from a young age, it's okay for boys to do like, you know, pull girls' pigtails and bully them and stuff like that as a way of showing affection and no one tells them off because that's, you know, a canon event, like it's expected of them, you know, and you know, what can they do? But I don't want to really, I don't want to go on to that whole spiel, because that whole spiel is, you know, it's long, and I can't get into it right now, I'm too, can't be bothered. <laughs> but yeah, so, I feel like, Shapiro, you're a little bit out of touch with this, um, because... I don't know. I don't know why you aren't. Like, I don't want to say because you're a man, because that's generalizing. But at the same time, this is an experience that you like usually um, happen to women, and it's and you won't really know the reality of it. And this is um, this is the same with Piers Morgan. He um, he like out of the quotes that I wanted to talk about today. Um, you know that whole thing where Barbie and Ken were in the real world for the first time. And then a guy, like, slaps her bum and was like, give us a smile, blondie, or something. Um, in response to that, uh, Piers Morgan says, give us a smile, blondie, which isn't a phrase that has been actually used since the Second World War. Um, excuse me? I think a lot of women would beg to disagree. Like, it's told every day. It's just small things. You know, like, it's small microaggressions that don't really mean things in the grand scheme of things, if you really think about it, I guess. But it still happens, you know, it's just small remarks about, oh, you know, um, smiling more so you can, you know, be more attractive, you know, and like how people give you unwarranted advice, catcalling, you know, staring, you know, and like, obviously... Um, things like assault and stuff like that happens, but sometimes, even if it doesn't go that far, you just get the whole, like Barbie said in the movie, you get a whole unsafe vibe, you know, and it's just, uh, you can feel a potential for violence, even if it doesn't happen, um, and it's just, I don't know, it's like, if you want to, I don't care if you want to review the movie, movie and you don't love it, like, that's fine, like, obviously I'm a bit defensive of it, because I absolutely adore it, but to each to their own, if it's not your type of movie, that's fine, it's just, when people make remarks such as this, you know, like, how no one says that anymore, give us a smile, blonde. no one says that anymore, or how, like, Ben's like, oh, just reject them, it's fine, you don't get it. You don't understand. And it's so clear that you don't get, like, the women experience of every day. But what's also sad about this is that, um, yes, uh, like, they don't get it and stuff like that. But it's still talked about, you know. We as a woman together understand that this is something that we go through. And it's something that we understand um, sucks, basically, right? But what... What's so sad about this, though, is that I, it, experience, it happens to men as well, right? Like, obviously, sexual assault doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men as well. But it's not as talked about. And it's so taboo. And especially in, like, a, like in a case. Obviously, um, when it comes to, like, uh, cases of, like, rape and stuff like that, generally, people tend to lean towards the woman's side, which is, like, proven... 
um, whether it's dis domestic abuse or rape or whatever. And yes, it does tend to happen to women. However, that's not all the time. And, and it is proven with uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's case, right? And I'm sure all of you guys have heard all about that. Um, wherein we find out that Johnny was actually the one who was abused and Amber wasn't. And it's so sad that no one really talks about it because, like, yeah, at first thought you're like, oh, like, how could a man be abused or, like, taken advantage of? They're physically stronger. And, like, it's just, it's so, like, you can't even think of it because it's, like, it's impossible. But no, it's not. Because I think a lot of people tend to forget that abuse isn't just physical it's also mental as well and like the things that your mind is the most powerful thing about you right if someone can use your own mind against you then your whole autonomy is given to them like you cannot control it. like you oh my god it's a whole nother world and it's a whole nother topic that i can't really get into right now but yes uh i wish it was talked about more with men as well but like generally with the whole thing about like giving us a smile and stuff like i was like looking at comments and reactions because this was posted on tiktok piers and morgan's one and everyone in the comments was like i was literally like uh this happened to me the other day or something like that so it like, happened to her walking along the street or whatever like that it's just it happens it happens all the time and it's just the fact that you ignore that and you don't acknowledge that is just i don't know it's icky i don't like it um but like and <laughs> Another thing, like, that, um, Piers Morgan goes is, like, he says that this movie is an assault on not just Ken, but all men. Because it's, like, like I said, like, um, what Ben Shapiro believes, this movie is all, like, ooh, boo-hoo, men suck. You know, women great. Women so much power. And, you know, he doesn't like it, you know? Because like, that's not, like, you know, it's, it's not good. And then he says, if anybody made a movie on women of how Barbie depicts men, well, it wouldn't just be cancelled. It would be marred and feathered and marched through the streets. And, um, Buddy, Morgan, uh, I think that's the whole point. Like, this, the whole, oh my god, the whole, <laughs> oh my god, I've got so many things to say about this. It has been. It's been and done. This is the gender swap. This is, like, the whole point, like, oh my god, women's character roles have been so not great in the film industry for so long you know it's only now recently that we get you know women characters that are actually properly having thoughts and opinions and about themselves and stuff like that think about it we even have tests for this stuff like you know the Bichdel test um the Bichdel test is oh, i'm not exactly sure of the exact specifications but like if um a group of women can talk uh, can have a conversation for how many amount of minutes without bringing up a man and that was one of the specifications and there was other ones but you know and it's just like the fact that we have tests like these to say that we wrote a good female character is like and that's not even the only test that is out there that's the only one i can think of at right at this moment but if you look at the classics the old like movie like the old movies and stuff like that do you see any of those women having a personality other than being a damsel in distress other than having like other than being the love interest you know like there's there's nothing there's nothing really there like it's not necessarily inherently derogatory it's just 
that's just the standard of the those times. It's only recently that we expect a little bit more layering with our characters, you know? And so this whole movie, the whole point of it is a gender swap, right? Women are in power, men are on a level where women are in real life. That's that's the whole point. So I don't know, Morgan, like you're a lot older than I am. You're so surely you've seen a lot of movies, right? You've grew, you grew up on a lot of those. So you would know this better than anyone else. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's okay. Whatever. I won't I won't get into it. Oh my god, so sad. No, I can't. <laughs> oh. Uh it's just he he also goes to talk about I thought feminism was about equality. Why does empowering women always talk about trashing men? And as much as I make fun of Morgan and Shapiro about like whatever they said, like they talked a lot about it. Um this is actually a quote that I somewhat agree with, you know? Um but I wasn't going into uh, I don't I don't know how to say this probably, but like I've never really been a huge fan of feminism when it was first introduced to me, when I was first mature enough to really question what it meant in our, like, you know, women's place in the world and stuff like that. I was never really a fan of it because the representation that I saw online was always women being like, women are, men are trash, they don't deserve us, and it's like, you know, and it's very, always very, very derogatory towards men, and I'm just like, oh, that seems a bit extreme. Like, it's always talking down on men, and I, and it's true, I agree with Morgan on that sense, but it's not, the thing is, I just, it's not always, you know? And it's another case of, like, the not all men thing. But w- one thing that we all need to come to realize as a group of people is that with every group, there's always going to be a bad representation to it. There's always going to be really good, really extremes, really bad. And it's at the, at the end of the day, the ones that really talk bad about men and wanting to be better than men, that's not feminism. That's misandry. And it's... Which is basically the opposite of misogyny, by the way. Um, and it's not what the feminism movement stands for, you know? And uh, it's it's interesting, though, like, to talk about that. Because um, it's true. I feel like whenever we talk about... Whenever feminist characters come into play in films, books, or TV shows, I always feel... I always like, oh, scoff is just like, oh, come on. And they're usually the most, they're supposed to be the most progressive character, but they're the most uninteresting character ever, in my opinion. I usually hate them. Um, and it's because they always, like, they always abandon all senses of femininity in order to embrace this independence, as if being a woman and liking feminine things makes you weak which is actually doing the exact opposite of what feminism is like oh like for example in a fantasy novel or something she would she's not like other girls she ditches the skirt she cuts off her hair and she you know she wears armor and she fights a lot like with like you know she always like makes gets into scuffles with other boys she doesn't do painting she doesn't do sewing she wants to be independent and she wants to fight and that means abandoning everything that makes, like, everything that is feminine, um, that is defined as a feminine, um, quality, which obviously, if you are into those things, and you're, like, that's fine, it's just, I'm sick of that being the only representation of what it is to be an empowered woman, you know, and it was, ugh, 
I can't. I don't even have time to get into it, which is so annoying. So I guess I do have to make a part two because I've got so much to talk about with this. Um, but yeah, no. I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> Sorry, the last quarter of this was just me complaining about these guys. Um, I apologize for that. But I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you guys uh, in the next episode with a part two. I'll give like a recap and everything. And the next time I'll be talking about what the movie is really talking about, you know, and how at first glance it may seem as if women are better than men and the movie's about trashing men. It's actually a lot more than that and it actually helps men if they, you know, put aside their initial thoughts on it. Um, and like it, it's about men finding themselves in society as well and it's a good lesson for both genders. Anyway, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.